Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of At Home with Eastbrook Homes. My name is Eric Hulker, and on today's episode, we're going to Kids Food Basket and talking with Bridget Clark Whitney. And as I said, my guest today from Kids Food Basket, Bridget Clark Whitney. My friend, how are you today? Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. And uh, it's an exciting day here at Kids Food Basket. So looking forward to uh, just being able to talk about it and share the all the, the momentum that is happening here and how our community is really showing up. Absolutely. So let's kind of start at the top, Bridget, because I know obviously most people in West Michigan are familiar, at least on the very top level of what you do, but in case they're not, um, can you explain what Kids Feed Food Basket does and is for? Yeah, you bet. So we're an organization here in West Michigan. We are all about food access, good, healthy, nourishing food consistently to children and families throughout West Michigan. We're in four counties. We're in Kent County, Muskegon County, Ottawa County, and Allegan County. Each and every weekday throughout the school year and throughout the summer, we're providing healthy, nourishing meals, what we call sack suppers, evening meals that get delivered to schools. We're doing about 9,600 meals each and every weekday right now all going to schools that are under-resourced, children who are in need of good, healthy, nourishing food. And it's it's really more important than ever right now. Many families are struggling to be able to access healthy food. It is continually more expensive, but we're also doing more than that. We're doing nutrition education. We're going to classrooms and teaching kids where food comes from, how to grow their own food, why it's important to eat the rainbow, the different colors of the rainbow, and what what healthy foods do for our bodies, really empowering our kids around making healthy food choices. We also have two 10-acre farms. They're chemical-free, they're sustainable, and we're growing produce on those farms throughout the growing season here in Michigan, where we can put the produce that we grow right into meal bags, right into sack supper bags, uh, uh, sh sugar snap peas, baby bell peppers, baby cucumbers, cherry tomatoes, good healthy food, and then we're growing in greenhouses during those winter months. When I first started at MLive, I've been here for nearly eight years at this point, we took a tour of the old facility. And I remember specifically walking in there. And at that time, you guys had kind of like where you, you put the, the sack dinners together, right? And you had these like whiteboards up on, very high on the, on the ceiling. And we're taking a tour and, and they've got school names on them. And there was a number next to them. And so it's like at that point, I think it was like the first or second room you walk into. And I look up and I'm like, okay, 29, 49, 16, whatever. But then one had like a hunt, like, you know, like 400 next to it. And I, I asked the woman who I was getting the tour from, I'm like, why, why does that school have 475 next to it? And everyone else is like 29. She's like, oh, we, we feed the entire school. And that was eight years ago. And that was before a global pandemic. And so you said the number that's nearly 10,000, but kind of put some form and function around like the need in this community for kids to have access to meals. Yeah, it, it, I mean, you make a really great point. Like it's, it's. I'm, I'm glad that you see that. And I think it's important that everyone has awareness of this, that the, the, the cost of healthy food continues to go up. Whereas the cost of manufactured and processed food continues to decrease. And that's really, that's where, you know, so many families who are already struggling and now what they have access to is food that our brains and our bodies are not designed to eat, right? Which leads to really negative social determinants of health. Like that's tough stuff. That's not right. And yes, we do have schools where we're serving almost every child in the school 
school. We do have an opt-in process. So parents or teachers opt children into the program. We don't just assume, like it is a parent or a teacher that opts a child in. And right now our numbers are higher than they have ever been. So absolutely, it's the global pandemic. It's the results of the global pandemic. It's it's many families who were already stretched that are more stretched. It's inflation. It's the cost of housing that continues to go up. It's the, it's the you know, supply chain continues to create more financial burdens for so many families who were already stretched to begin with. But I think first and foremost, it's that healthy food. It is less accessible than it ever was in the past. And that's that's where I get really passionate about this, Eric. Like I get really, really passionate about this and super fired up is that, that healthy nourishing food should never be a privilege. Healthy nourishing food should be a right. Human beings have been around for hundreds of thousands of years. We've been eating food from the ground, healthy food from, from our mother earth for as long as humans have been around. But it's only been in the past 50 years that the people have been eating manufactured and processed food, food that comes from a factory. That is not the food that our bodies and our brains need, especially children who are in grade school, learning how to read, learning how to do math, learning their brains are quickly, rapidly developing. When they're putting those unhealthy foods in their body, bodies, the effects are totally detrimental and in some cases irreparable. So that's, we're, we're really passionate about food access here. Everyone should have the right to good, healthy, nourishing food. Now, you said something really interesting there, which uh, those who might not be following your journey very closely might have missed. You said we've been kind of consuming uh, the processed food for call it five decades. Kids Food Basket has been around for nearly half of that. And so I'm wondering, you know, if we can kind of shift to a, a more uplifting, positive kind of spin on this is, and I'm sure there is like, what is, what's the narrative that you guys are able to tell after, you know, two plus decades in a given space that this food is actually reflected back in the community? Like what has been the impact of Kids Food Basket over the last two and a half decades? Yeah, you made me want to jump up and down when you say that. <laughs> it, it is so important. It's so important. We've got tremendous data. And to be honest, the data... It's like we know how important this work is every day. We know the impact that it's making, but the data is what is driving us to continue to scale, but also provide these really needed programs and services. So, you know, we give data from schools. For example, the very first year Kids Food Basket is serving a school, they had a 21% increase in their national test scores. Wow. 21% increase in one year. And the principal attributed it 100% to Kids Food Basket because it was the only new thing. It was the only new intervention, right? Something as simple as healthy, nourishing food. We had another school, the first year of Kids Food Basket serving them, had an 86% decrease in suspensions. That's wow. I mean, it a mind-blowing statistic. 86% decrease. The reason? Because... When kids are stressed out about where that basic need is going to be met, they act out, right? They're stressed. But when they're getting something simple consistently, like healthy food, that significantly reduces the stress. At the end of this past school year in May, 2022, every year we do teacher surveys. One just really stuck out to me this year, um, you know, hundreds of teachers that, that participated in these surveys. 70, or I'm sorry, 89%, 89% of teachers said that without kids' food basket, the kids in their classroom would not have access to fresh fruit and vegetables. 89% of teachers said without kids' food basket, the kids in their classrooms wouldn't have access to fresh fruit and vegetables. Now, I want to—I wouldn't norm—I wouldn't normally pause you there, but one of the things yeah. about kids' food basket that I want to make pe sure people understand is 
these are school systems that you would guess if you saw on a piece of paper, but these are also school systems you would not guess. It's all of the school systems, every That's last right. one of That's them. 100%. We're in 60 schools right now, 60 in four counties. That And that's almost every school district, right? It, not every single one, but almost every school district in, in in our four counties, we have some sort of representation in because there is a tremendous amount of need. Most of the schools we're serving right now have well over 70% of students who receive free or reduced school lunch. So it's already resource their schools and schools that just, just simply don't have the same amount of resources than the other school districts. Um, but the other statistic that was really cool and re just really made an impact, um, Set, this is in May, again, so really recent, 79% of teachers said that because of kids' food basket, the kids in their classroom are choosing healthy food choices rather than junky snack food, right? They're choosing fresh fruits and vegetables rather than junk food because of what they've learned through our education programs. Boom. That's, that is huge impact. Because again, that is what we're meant to eat. Our bodies are, are, are meant to eat that food. And so when kids are introduced to it, they understand that, that cherry tomatoes might feel kind of weird when they squish in your mouth, <laughs> for your heart, for your blood, right? And you can add salt and pepper and make salsa. They're way more excited about eating things like cherry tomatoes, you know? And so it's that education combined with the access, that intersection point, both education and access. That's where the needle's moving. That's where we've seen the most impact. The fun one that I want to ask you about now, though, is, okay, you know, they have access to healthy food. It changes the way that they eat. But now I actually want to talk about the magic of dirt. What happens when these kids grow things? What happens then? Yeah, so that's so cool. You know, I think that we're all born with a natural, like, association and a natural affiliation to, to nature, to our mother Earth right and so when that's properly cultivated kids they're excited about it there's excitement and there's momentum and there's interest in growing their own food like i watched my, my my son is seven you know and it's it's to watch him he's a, he's got some sensory issues with food but when he grows the food he's way more interested in trying different fruits and vegetables because there's that empowerment aspect of, of growing food right and like oh it's so exciting i grew this i was in the dirt i watched it go from seed to actually being a a, a, a plant right where these beans are coming out and i can pick this bean and i can eat it myself that empowerment piece is completely changing food habits it's really exciting to witness but also kids are like pumped up about being on the farm they're pumped up about the different varieties of fresh fruits and vegetables they're they're excited about what it does for their body and they're excited about hey you know i could even make a career out of this we have kids here every week that are like i think i'm gonna be a farmer right well, like, we we could use them because we have what three percent in the united states is now farming yeah we would love more farmers we would love them exactly that's right. And that's how, we're, again, it's how we're meant to live. How many of us, do, you know, don't have grandparents and great-grandparents and great-great-grandparents that grew their own food and that, that grew up on farms and that, that, that it was natural to grow their own food. This is a part of who we are. So it's very much, I think, coming back to, coming back to our humanity, you know, and like our, our humanity with Mother Earth and, and how, you know, this nature provides and not everything that we, that we need to eat needs to be packaged and come from a store. And so I, there's, there's so much education there, but, um, um, really a lot of excitement from the kids that are going through these programs. We've had now 5,000 children this year that have gone through our education, our nutrition education program. It's a 12 lesson series. 
called the Ground Up Learn Lab. And they're just getting really great insight on growing food and what good food does for our bodies. I actually kind of missed this part of your journey, but like having a child in the middle of this two decade journey, what did being becoming a parent do to like, you're, you were already insanely passionate about what we're doing here, but once you had a child, what did, what did that do to kind of the, the mission and the singular focus of your, you know, journey? Yeah. Thank you for asking it. And I have two, actually. Um, I have a, my, my daughter is 10 and my, my son is seven. And so, um, yeah, it was, you know, 10 years in of doing this work when, when I had my daughter and now the second half has, I've had two children for my second half. And, um, you know, I think first and foremost, my own personal, my own personal story with food is one of my drivers every day. So, um, I, I was very, very, very ill when I was first born when I was a baby and that led to a host of autoimmune issues. And if it was not for healthy food, I, I would not be here today. Like I, I would not have lived past my late thirties if it wasn't for healthy food. Now I should not have had to have had privilege to be able to get healthy food, to get healthy, right? Healthy food should be a right. And so I deeply believe that for every parent, for every child that's, that's, that, that either is struggling with an illness or that might struggle, you know, with an illness because of unhealthy food. It, it, this is just, again, this is how we're meant to live. And, you know, for, for our children, especially ensuring that they have access to healthy food so that while their brains are rapidly developing, that the, the food that they're putting in their bodies are what their brains need to develop. And especially for kids that are already under-resourced, for kids that are already coming from homes where they are struggling with poverty, healthy food is even more important, right? Because of, of the stress that comes along with poverty and the sicknesses that, that, that can potentially come along with being under-resourced, like it is more important than ever to have healthy food access to be able to deal the way the world is, right? Like this is a stressful world to live in right now. And healthy food keeps us grounded. Healthy food allows our bodies to be able to sustain and to be able to grow and thrive the way that we should. And healthy food should never be a privilege. It should be right. And I'm, I'm tremendously passionate about that, even more passionate about it since my own health journey, even more passionate about it since having my own children. Awesome. So we're here with Eastbrook Homes to do this podcast. You recently did a uh, brown bag pop-up event with them. Can you, A, explain what that event is like? And let's talk about how people can get involved with Kids Food Basket. Yeah, we're really grateful. Eastbrook Homes has been a fantastic partner of Kids Food Basket now for over 10 years. And we're just really grateful for everything that they've done to again, increase healthy food access for our kids and our families here in West Michigan. So major shout out to them. They're such a community-minded organization and um, we really, we're really grateful for them. And, and here, this pop-up, uh, the pop-up that we had today, really phenomenal opportunity to create momentum in community. And the thing is this, everybody's got something to give, right? Some people may have financial resources to give. Some people may have time to give. Some people may have creative energy to give. Some people may just have radical love to give. Anyway, everybody's got something to give. And I think that the bag decorating piece is so important because it's that touch of love. Every time a child receives a sack dinner and it's decorated, that's the first thing they look at, right? Is what that decoration is. It teachers tell us all the time, it makes all the difference in the world. We hear from parents, we hear from students, kids that save their bags, keep their bags, you know, take their bags above their bed. Like it is really a gift. And so creating momentum around radical love has just been something that now has been part of Kids Food Basket for, we've been decorating bags since like 2003. So it's been 19 years that we've been encouraging and uh, creating momentum around decorated bags. And it's, it's community, right? It's community. It's how we show up for each other. And it's how we just share that touch of love. Bridget, when did you guys figure that out? Like a year in, how do you figure out the decorate? You know, we, um, 
I had this, I was working on this project many, many years ago, and it was to take kids who didn't have access to the arts to go see movies and theater and whatever. And one of my mentors in that process was like, pay attention to the little things because you might understand or might figure out that popcorn is the thing that like, is the thing that tips it over the edge. And so when did you guys figure out that drawing was this super powerful part of this equation? Yeah, I love that, you know, right at the beginning. So um, the very first, it's a good story. The very first bags that came in, um, came in early 2003. So it wasn't even a full year that we were serving. And it was a group of nuns, of sisters at Marywood here in Grand Rapids. And they were retirees, many of them homebound, unable to, to get out and volunteer, but they wanted to give back. And so they heard about our model, providing healthy nourishing meals in, in bags at the end of the school day. And so they would deliver these big stacks of bags and they would cut out magazine pictures and they would create puzzles and they'd have riddles. It was so cool, right? And all of these nuns were, were, were uh, retired teachers. And so they just, they wanted to give back, they wanted to be engaged. And, and, and immediately the teacher gave fantastic feedback like wow that made all the difference the kids loved them they kept them it was really special it was a gift right that touch of love and so when we got that great feedback and then the feedback kept coming in then we created momentum around it but also we created momentum around it because it's a way that anybody can touch kids food basket right we've gotten bags from japan we've gotten bags from uh, the Lady Gaga Foundation. We've gotten bags from California. We get bags from out east, right? Like it's really cool. People send bags in from all over the place because it's it's a way that you can contribute. You can make one person's day, right? You can you can share love. You can share that 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 spirit of community and spirit of showing up for one another so simply, and yet it makes such a difference. Awesome, Bridget. Yeah. If people want to get involved, what's the best way that they can do that with you guys? Check out our website. There's loads of good information there. There's also many different ways to volunteer. There's all, and um, there's even still opportunities to volunteer on the farm as well as we close out this year's farm season. Loads of different opportunities. Come in with your faith group, come in on your own, come in with your family, come in with your book club, right? Your classroom. So many different ways to get involved. Two hours of your time makes a huge difference. Bridget Clark Whitney from Kids Food Basket. My friend, always a pleasure to talk to you. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.